Today's show is brought to you by Gamefly.com. Sign up for a free premium 30-day trial specifically for the listeners of Geekspace 9 at the URL GameflyOffer.com slash GS9. Again, that is GameflyOffer.com slash the letter G, the letter S, and the number 9. Hello and welcome to Geek Space Nine, the Tuscan Shed Media Network podcast where we discover and or rediscover the classic Star Trek series, Deep Space Nine. With me as always is Peter Dancy. How are you, Peter? I'm doing pretty good. Um, it's rainy today and that's been strange because that has not happened in a minute in Houston. So it's great. It's nice. It's a, it's a nice change of, it's a nice change of, of tone for the yeah. city. It's actually sunny for once outside. It's weird. I forgot that <laughs> it's supposed to be sunny here in Los Angeles. And how are you, Sarah? I'm doing very well. Peter, I guess we sent our rain to you because here it was like around 60 degrees and cloudy and rainy yesterday. And today mm. it's 80 degrees and sunny because we live in Texas. Oh, well then, yeah, you definitely sent the rain to us because because, um, because I actually worked yesterday too and I, and I got there at nine in the morning. It was raining when it was raining when I pulled up and 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 part, but then as I got closer to like to 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 my to my job, like from from the workers' parking lot, the rain got harder. And luckily, I have my umbrella, but I'm just walking. I'm just like, I hate this. I hate every moment of it. I need to get inside. <laughs> I have water in my shoes. This sucks. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, this week we are talking about season. Four, episode one and episode two, which is a two-parter, The Way of the Warrior. So this is, I'm going to do the whole synopsis, so buckle up, because a lot happened. We open the episode with bald Cisco and new hair Kira tracking down a changeling aboard the station along with the rest of the crew. The changeling turns out to be Odo, who surprises Bashir, and it's revealed it was all a training exercise to get the crew ready for a possible Dominion invasion. During a romantic dinner with Cassidy, Cisco reveals the station has undergone significant changes in the months since we were last there. Cisco was surprised when Klingon General Martok's ship decloaks, and he asked to have his men stay on DS9. When Cisco agrees, a whole armada decloaks to the surprise of the crew. Martok reveals the Klingons are there to help protect against a Dominion invasion. This causes disruption on the station, including Garrick, who is beaten by the Klingons without provocation. While Klingons have always been hostile to Cardassians, there seems to be something wrong with this whole setup. Things get even more tense when Cassidy's ship is commandeered by a Klingon warbird. When asked, the commander, Kabok, reveals he has order from Klingon command to check all vessels leaving DS9 for possible shapeshifters. Sisko demands he lets her ship go, and after a show of force, Kabok agrees. On DS9, Martok reveals to Sisko that Kabok was executed for disobeying orders. With the situation spiling out of control, Sisko decides to call the one Klingon he knows can be on his side, Commander Goddamn Motherfucking Worf. <laughs> right. Yes. Worf reveals he has been depressed since the destruction of the Enterprise D, which occurred in the film Star Trek Generations, and has since been at the Klingon Monastery and even considering leaving Starfleet. Sisko tells him he too thought of resigning after a painful event, but ultimately decided his place was in Starfleet. 
Worf says since his mind is still not made up, he will fulfill his duty and investigate the Klingon's actions. Worf is introduced to the crew, including a very into it Dax. Later, Worf meets with an old Klingon friend who reveals the truth. Something so shocking, Worf dares to not tell Sisko until Odo convinces him. He reveals the Klingons plan to invade Cardassia. Word is that the Cardassian Central Command has been taken over by the civilian dissidents. Martok and the, com and the High Commander Gowron believe that changelings infiltrated Cardassia to destroy the government from within. But Worf believes it is also possible that the Klingons have been at peace for too long and believe it is time to expand their empire and may even come after Bajor and DS9 next. Sisko tells Martok the Federation will not support an invasion, to which Martok takes the fleet away and invades anyways. Sisko and the crew want to warn the Cardassians, but not risk destroying the treaty with the Klingons. So Sisko unsubtly leaks the info to Garrick, who informs Gul Dukat, who has switched sides in order to support the new government. After Federation sends an official condemnation of the invasion, the Klingons withdraw from the Kittimer Accords, and the Klingon Federation Alliance is dissolved. Just then, the Klingon warver decloaks, claiming to have Gowron aboard, who wishes to speak to Worf. Worf enters, and does indeed find Gowron there, who considers Worf a close ally and asks him to join the invasion. Worf declines, and Gowron states that Worf is now exiled from Klingon. At Quark's, Worf is lost. With no enterprise, his son happy with his parents, and unable to go home, he decides to quit Starfleet to join a commercial freighter. However, Sisko refuses, telling Worf they need him more than ever. Just then, word arrives that despite Garrick's warning, the Klingons have broken through the Cardassian fleet and are about to take control of the planet. Worf explains that if the Klingons take over, their tradition is to execute the new leader and install a regional governor. Sisko decides he cannot allow that to happen, <clears throat> so he takes the crew and the Defiant to Cardassia. They arrive and manage to save Dukat and the new Cardassian leaders from death, but in the process are followed by two Klingon vessels in pursuit. When they arrive, they find more than just the two ships, as a whole armada of Klingon vessels decloak. O'Brien calls for reinforcements, but the crew is worried that the station will be overrun before the reinforcements can arrive. Sisko notes that Gowron was wrong, as the Cardassians they saved were proven not to be changelings, but Gowron still demands they turn them over. Sisko warns them that the DS9 is now armed, but Martok dismisses this as a bluff. The Klingons attack, but Sisko was not lying, as the station is now packing serious heat and manages to destroy many ships. Despite Klingons beaming aboard, the crew managed to hold them back and hold out long enough for reinforcements to arrive. Gowron retreats, but tells Sisko he will rue this day. After the battle, Sisko convinces Worf to stay in Starfleet, and Worf agrees, donning the red uniform to officially become DS9's strategic ops commander. However, Kira informs us that while the Klingons have left Cardassia, they remain in control of several Cardassian colonies and are fortifying their position, indicating the war is far from over. What did you think of Way of the Warrior? So much happened. So much I was happened. Say that exact same thing. So much. I'm really glad that you guys warned me that the episode was like the two parts or the two episodes put together right. into one long thing. On Netflix, so it could set aside an hour and a half. It was a TV movie. Exactly. It. it was a TV yeah. movie. Yeah. This this was a full on Star Trek TV movie. Like, no mm -hmm. question. Uh, yeah. It is crazy. We basically like introduce Worf, upend everything that happened in Star Trek Six, 
uh, start a new war. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. So much happened. Mm. But did you enjoy the episode? That is the big question. Immensely. I mean, A, Mm. A, it was awesome seeing Mr. Worf again because I love him in T and I love him in T and G. And so, and so, and so to now be watching this show and know that his character continued on in a, in a whole in a, in a whole new Star Trek series it's like that's awesome like I, I am looking forward so much to watching to to, 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 to to watching him along with the rest of DS along with the rest of the DS9 crew for four seasons so it's like yay like one of my favorite characters I get, I get to see I basically get to see more of how about you Sarah I really liked it I'm uh Again, you kind of have to know, it's interesting because for this one, you do kind of have to know what's going on in the rest of the Star Trek universe just a little bit. Like Worf mentions that, oh, well, the Enterprise was destroyed. But if you hadn't seen Star Trek Generation, you'd be like, wait a minute, what? You're like, I'm sorry, come again. What did I miss? Right, and I, I'm not a big fan of Star Trek Generation, so I kind of had forgotten that it got destroyed. And I was like, did that happen in Star Trek? the first contact wasn't yet right and went hmm <laughs> you know it's like mm-hmm. i had to go google like star trek enterprise d okay yeah, it, yeah yeah it's it's very it's very much it's very much like like the marvel cinematic universe um to today where it's, yeah, where it's like where, where, it's, where it's like if there's a movie you haven't seen or you haven't or, or like or, or a tv show both on uh, either on abc or on netflix that that you have that you haven't seen whether whether it's like a big plot point or even just or even just a couple of lines if you have no idea what's going on you're like okay i'm gonna need to go to back i'm gonna need to go to back to like the 58th minute of this film <laughs> And explain that one line to me, because I am lost. Right, it's very similar to if you're watching Ages of Sealed, and for some reason didn't go see Captain America Winter Soldier, and then all right. of a sudden you're like, why is S.H.I.E.L.D. disbanded? What happened? Why was there everyone freaking out? Right. Oh, I should have seen that movie. Oops. I can't keep up with MCU. There's just, there's so many shows going on. And DC's becoming that way as well with all like the the crossovers of like Supergirl, Arrow, and The Flash. And, and Legends whatever of Tomorrow. The other ones. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, just yeah, all, yeah. Legends of Tomorrow. Going on. I was like, I just want to watch Supergirl and be happy and <laughs> deal with, you know, it, it's problematic enough on its own to make me get involved in more things. <laughs> right. Because then like. Yeah that's the problem where people will come onto your show and then they'll be like i'm this person and like there's like a big zoom in and you're like i get it i'm supposed to be freaking out you're on this show but i don't know you and yeah just, i, I mean, want to I see mean, clara I mean, honest... and her lesbian sister just go away <laughs> yeah i mean i mean i mean honestly i would i would say with the like just to kind of like get off topic and like like with with the with the with the, with the dc comics uh cw shows if you want to stick to one it's totally fine to stick to one because i don't think because i don't think they cross over that often to be honest i i think it's like it's like once it's like once every season for for, for each show and even and even then it's not like it's like it's a thing but not like an absolutely required thing so if you want to stick with supergirl sarah by all means stick with supergirl <laughs> yeah and to be honest, if Alex or Maggie dies, I'm done with the CW forever. So. <laughs> Not just the show. They already CW. killed one. Go read the article on our on our page. Yes, but... yes, it'll definitely be up by then. So definitely go read uh, Sarah's <laughs> yes. article on Lexa. It's, it's awesomely written. Well, to get back to the show, let's start with just a little minor yeah. thing. A new show opener. We get a, a, a rearranged oh, yeah. uh, score. And you get a. I didn't like it. The extra I, flourishes are is are weird. I They're different. Like, 
that the station looks busier, but it's almost yes. too busy. Like, I don't need five ships being flown at my face. You know? Right, but, exactly. I agree. Exactly. But I do like, because I always thought the station looked just kind of abandoned, just like a cheap CGI model. You know, I always thought it was like a little little cheap. Is there like, we had the CGI model, we'll just show shots of it, and that'll be our intro, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But it also does feel like a little bit like, there's people over there, and there's a ship. And I agree, I don't love the new instrumentation, but you can probably talk more on that, Sarah. You know more than I do. Um, I mean, I, I I agree with you, and I don't have much to say. Peter, as you said, the the flourishes were that they added were kind of weird. And now, when when I heard they were they had a different opener starting in season four, I was expecting like entirely different right. music Absolutely not just new. reorchestrated right. like, uh, it's like no this is the same thing but it sounds wrong yeah like Battlestar Galactica yeah 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 where I was like yeah 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 our, is our is our fun theme song going to be obsolete for the next four seasons which I'm glad it's not but uh, mm-hmm. yeah it does feel like a little bit like I get why because Worf's on the show and like they're, they want to yeah make like a new intro and stuff but it just felt like a little bit like maybe too busy all around mm-hmm and uh, they've uh, th- th- that's not unprecedented on TV shows where like the the melody is the same but the orchestration changes. This happened on Buffy the Vampire Slayer mm. starting in I think season three, yeah. but it worked for Buffy, I guess, and it it didn't work for this. And it did it with Doctor Who. They did the same thing except they've changed it several times. Right. I think they change it just about any time they get a new Doctor, and. Um, it worked the first time, but then they changed it again, and then I think yet again, and I think it's kind of gone downhill both times. So I don't know. This that's probably entirely personal preference, right? Just to in terms of orchestration. Yeah, but it's, it's, I feel it's that the change for DS Nine didn't work. Yeah, it's more of a case by case thing, and, and in this case, it's like, eh, sorry, kind of fell flat for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I'd agree on that pretty much. So let's talk about Worf. You get a very interesting, is very Worf episode, and uh, I think it's a really elegant episode. I really liked it because it does two interesting things, which is start off a whole new conflict, which is the Klingons are now pissed off at the Federation. Oh my god! Like we didn't have enough. Yeah, if the Bajorans and and the and the space station didn't have enough enemies and have enough people that wanted them dead, you know, let's add someone. Let's add like let's 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 add the one one of the few races in the Star Trek universe that like basically lives on war. Yeah, absolutely. And and so it was really smart to do that with a Worf episode, and I feel like they sort of purposely give him one big scene with every single character so you kind of get mm-hmm. an introduction to Worf's interaction with the crew so i'm curious how you feel obviously he has a lot of time to meld with the crew but just initial impressions with the how he interacted with this established crew are we talking about dax i mean we're or? talking about dax but i mean dax is obviously <laughs> the most fascinating but you can talk about all of them but go for dax first i mean I... that's the one you want to talk about I mean, just as as a general statement, I think he's going to fit in pretty well. Like, he knows O'Brien already, and O'Brien was quite happy to see him. And, you know, good good relationship building with Cisco. Yes. I feel like it's, it's going to be That they both sort nice. of uh, had a, a reasonable idea of wanting to leave Starfleet at one time or another. Mm-hmm. They could bond over that. Yeah, I just yeah. love the text he's... he's, he's Worf immediately and he's like you're pretty hot 
Like she, yep. <laughs> like, I'm having some of that. She's like, hey, what's up? How you doing? <laughs> what did she say to him in Klingon uh, she, again? She said to him, uh, thank you, Klingon experts who decoded this. Uh, she said to him, he says, uh, you are curtains on decks, you know? And she's like, yes. Uh, and then she says something Klingon. And she says, but I am much better looking than he was. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. She sure is. I, I, I would I would say that, that I would say that that was both. It. I say, I would say that that was both Jadzia and Curzon. Just like she looks better. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. No, I I I want I, I want to say I want to say though I I loved Worf's like short interaction with 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 Quark when he was like so what do you want do you want do like do you, do you want this Klingon drink and he's like I want prune juice. Yeah, <laughs> prune juice is a warrior's drink. I love that episode on Next Gen. <laughs> Where Guinan convinced him to drink prune juice. <laughs> and Cork Cor- is just like, why just... don't you want blood wine? It's like, nope, prune juice. <laughs> and his, just, his expression in the Next Gen episode when he drinks prune juice for the first time, it's like when somebody drinks, I don't know, champagne for the first, or probably not because nobody likes alcohol when they try it for the first time. But... Like a kid drinking soda or something like that. Right. Yeah. This is coffee. a warrior's drink. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I love it. Yes, and he's already had a irritating conversation with Cork already. Yep. This is this is going to go well. I hope uh, Worf and Odo team up for some <laughs> Good moments with Oh, that would be great. Just like like, totally, totally walking, just be like, "We're gonna bust you." You do realize that, right? And Quark would be like, "What are you talking about?" And then what? The other one would be like, "Worf just has to stand there intimidatingly," and Quark would be like, "All right, fine." Okay, cool, cool. I, I I promise, I wasn't gonna do anything totally bad, Mm -hmm. just kind of bad. By the way, some some quick props to Michael Jorn. He is uh, because he's on both this and TNG. He is the actor who has been on the most Star Trek episodes of anybody. Uh, nice. nice. So he has that record, which means he's been in that makeup <laughs> most episodes oh, of years. That man is a saint for <laughs> putting up with those mm-hmm. many makeup chair days, My like goodness. hundreds and hundreds of days. Like, what a hero in a way. <laughs> like, yeah. And all those different hairstyles. God bless. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh. So my God, yes, you're right. <laughs> you does he ever have a ponytail? I feel like there's like a one. Oh yes. I'm sure he has. Mm-hmm. I thought so. Yeah, I, I especially enjoyed the Dex uh, fight sequence with him. Dex. Oh yeah, that was good. Dex knows how to get to Klingon's heart, which is try to beat the shit out of. Him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> which I believe right. is also how Dex had sex with his uh, his partner. Whom birthed Alexander's name escapes me right now. They were also f- huh. Whoa, 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 whoa. When when Dax when no, when, I'm sorry when when Worf sorry Worf and his partner. Okay, I, I was Dax. gonna say like, when uh, when did I slipped, when I did Dax get with Kalar? <laughs> she might have. She's she's been around. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but still. Um, or Curzon might have. Yes, Curzon definitely has. <laughs> Many a fling with Klingon women, I imagine. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
For you, the listeners of Geek Space 9, Gamefly is offering a premium, free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. And you guys, if you are gamers out there, and I'm sure if you listen to Star Trek, you very well could be a gamer, you guys have to check out Gamefly.com. They have over 8,000 new releases and classics available to rent for Xbox One, PS4, Wii U, and a lot of older systems as well. And get this. You can have any console game or handheld game delivered directly to your mailbox that you get to have as long as you want. And I don't know about you guys, but if you've gone to the game store lately and bought a new AAA game, you'll find out that things are pretty dang expensive. And you could be $60 in a hole of a game you don't even like, whereas in Gamefly, you can just send that bad boy back, get a new one in, and keep that one as long as you like. There are never any due dates or late fees. And get this, now Gamefly actually lets you rent Blu-ray and DVD movies as too. So if you're a nerd like me, and still get your movies in the mail the old-fashioned way, old-fashioned as in 2005, then you're going to love Gamefly.com. Plans start with one disc a month for $15.95, but as mentioned before, you can get a free 30-day trial by going to GameflyOffer.com slash GS9. Again, that's GameflyOffer.com slash the letter G, the letter S, and the number 9 for your free 30-day trial. Speaking of, can we? I think we just need to mention that uh, when I saw this episode, I saw it first. And uh, there's a specific scene... That I oh saw. yeah, there sure is. Where I was like, "Oh my god, this is a gift for both Sarah and Peter," <laughs> because and for you and for me, it was gift <laughs> gift for everyone. Uh, it uh, in comes Dax in the skimpiest bathing suit she's been in yet, and she's in like a Hollow Sweet program, which is like a trill massage bath spa thing, and she's being led in by two hunky trill fuckboys like essentially beef, beef cake, <laughs> beefcake trill yeah i did Who not are wearing like towels like yeah. i didn't and that's yeah it. i did not know i need i did not know i needed this and i was just like this is this is wonderful <laughs> so there was like beefcake and prime you know dax in the same shot and i was like oh my i made Lord. the most high-pitched like squee noise that i've ever made right? in my <laughs> life because i knew this was the scene ben had mentioned <laughs> Oh, and Kira was there too. Let's not forget. Oh, no, that. yes, Kira, Kira was there being. Kira was there feeling at, at first, at least, very uncomfortable. And and, and Jatsy was like, and Jatsy was like, dude, the fuck, step out of your shell, have some fun. Man, they they shipped them so hard, especially when they came out as like Maid Marian and stuff. And I was like, come on, Dax, you're doing something. You're up to something. Come on. Like I can only imagine what like what Jadzia and like I I now I now need to know like what Jadzia gets Kira into when 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 she's like when she's like, do you want to go to the Hollow Suite? I have this program thing set up, you know, like and and Kira's like, no, we did something crazy last week, and Jadzia's like, no, 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 this week it'll be fine. Trust me. Ten minutes in, Kira looks over. He's like, Jazzy, what the fuck? <laughs> I need this many series. Seriously, like this week, th- this week, this week on Night Out on the Hollow Suite with Jazzy, with Jazzy and Kira. <laughs> Jazzy shows him like, bitch, we, uh, bitch, get in the car, we about to go. Like it's gonna be, it would be great. <laughs> you know how animated shows will always have like one episode where they'll have three different storylines, and it's like just cute little storylines. Yeah. Right, yeah. To do that with Star Trek, which is like. Four different cute little hollow sweet adventures. <laughs> that, would, yes, that would be pretty enjoyable. That would actually. be great. I would love that. Well, let's talk about the uh the, the plot in general. And there was much plot, so 
So what did you guys think just in general about the, the surprise Klingon incursion? And the Cardassian. I guess we'll get to Cardassians first. We'll start with Klingons. I mean, I won't lie. I'm really kind of excited about it. Because, I mean, the Klingons were sort of like when when the original series first happened like the klingons were the race that the federation was at war with they were right? the russians <laughs> yeah they were they were the russians the exactly russians. and so now they get we got kind of get to see that happen again in a way or at least you know they're, they're not at peace anymore and uh i don't know it's, it's just kind of a nice throwback to star trek's origins i guess but we also have cardassians uh so yeah, I, th- I think it was a great episode. Everyone's at, w- well, the, so now the Federation and Cardassia might have to make this awkward alliance against the Klingons, and it's just, yeah, and it's, it's good. And, and, it's, and, and, and you know, it's, and you know it's, it's, it will not be an alliance that is based on trust. It, it, it'll be more based on, like, no. be more, more, on, more on shared interest of like, of like survival and let's not be taken over, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was that great moment where uh, they saved Gold Ducat, and then I think it's Dax and Cisco, or maybe it's Kira and Cisco. I can't remember which. Um, and uh, they get to the bridge, and Gold Ducat's like, "Ah, I have armed guards, and this sucks, and I hate you." And they're like, "Like, oh, you owe me dinner." He's like, "What?" He's like, "Oh, they predicted that you would bitch before <laughs> you thanked him for That's saving right. you, yeah. and he thought he would do it first. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, yeah, no, it's it's very fascinating to see the tides turn and them go save Golducat against Gowron, who they you know were presumably allied with just uh, last season, you know, and that's a very interesting yeah. new ripple. And of course, being shapeshifters, is uh, Martok or Gowron a shapeshifter? Yeah. Oh, I didn't think of that, but now that you ha- now that you stuck the idea in my head, I'm just like, okay, literally can't trust no one. All like, right. I mean, we did see Gowron could be Martok. I kind of doubt it because they killed him. They didn't kill Martok. He's still alive. I thought they did. I thought they had executed him. No, they killed he, Kabok. Um, Kabok, yeah, was, Kabok the was the one. Kabok, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm very sorry. No, you're good. You're right. No, you're good. Too many characters. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, but Martok did cut his hand and bleed, so. Ah, yeah, like, okay. like they walk in there and he's just like, we're doing this now. I don't care. <laughs> Which, by we're the way, always bothered me this. in movies because, like, why would you cut your hand? That's, like, the worst place to heal. Like, don't. That yeah. hurts. Cut your arm. Come on. Be sensible yeah. here, people. But uh but yeah, so presumably he's not, but who knows? Well, you know, them sh- them shapeshifters are crafty people. So uh, I'm just yeah. wondering I'm convinced that one of these days a shapeshifter is gonna figure out the blood thing and be like, Oh yeah, I'm a human. You see that's that's real blood, yes. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean And then later on be like, Surprise, motherfucker <laughs> Well they already did that great trick where he put his goo inside of uh michael eddington's like stick somehow and like oh convinced yeah him that he was a, like they're pretty crafty people so yeah. i could see them mm-hmm. figuring out how to replicate blood yeah. yes so. yeah so 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 far they've gotten so far they've gotten to the point of sleight of hand but they haven't gotten to the part of actual sleight of hand <laughs> right exactly yeah i think it's just a really interesting interesting level of stakes and it's also just a, another good payoff where we've been talking for a while about Cardassia seeming to be in disarray for a long time mm-hmm. and it actually paid off because we talked about in second skin the whole dissidence movement and 
you know, the Obsidian Order was, of course, destroyed. And they said basically after that, the dissonance. Or was it? Or was it? Or were they all shapeshifters? Everyone was a shapeshifter. Oh, God. It's all part of the Dominion. <laughs> and it's all a dream. <laughs> Okay. And then inside a simulation, it's all fake. Uh, inside a TV show, are we still in the game? <laughs> exactly, it's all the thing. <laughs> it's all Fight Club and the game, and it's all a dream, and we're all in a simulation. Yeah. Vanilla Sky. Mm-hmm. Nothing is real. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> but yeah, it's it's very exciting that uh, that Cardassia is in disarray, and sort of the big. Bad is now the Klingons of all people. They once uh, formed alliances, and maybe Goldukat is stuck on TS9, which would be mm. hilarious if that's the case. Yes. I I, see. I, speaking of speaking of Dukat, I, I I like I like learning that 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 he that he is, that he is maybe not as much as Garrick, but 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 he but he is he himself is too. An opportunist, where he where, where he realized, yeah, the side I'm on is like failing, and I really need a way out so I can keep surviving and like and, and like and, and hold on to some kind of authority. I'm switching sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Ducat is a, a very admirable one. I enjoy Garrick's little dig at him during that. I guess Cisco actually was the one who's digging at him with that whole thing. Was like, I just saw the way the wind was blowing <laughs> and decided to do that. Cause I, cause I, I need, know I need like a table of who's attacking who in the Deep Space Nine universe Actually, yeah. at this point. We have, you know, Cardassians kind of want to get back in on Bajor. Bajor's fucking itself up because Kai Wynn is in charge. Ugh. The Klingons don't like the Federation anymore and are attacking the Cardassians. So the Cardassians and the Federation have this awkward sort of or probably will have this awkward alliance against the Klingons while the Federation protects Bajor from the Cardassians <laughs> and everyone's against the Dominion. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, that was great. That was great. <laughs> I think we may need that uh that every season opener, Sarah. Just yep. to keep us just like track. it's like okay, yep. like okay, mm-hmm. we're at season six, let's reevaluate, go. Oh God! <laughs> we have four seasons left. So Cisco, it's, it's all along, was a Cardassian who was a shapeshifter <laughs> who had his mind wiped. In the, I don't know. Oh no! <laughs> no, he's Space Jesus. We've already associated. He's Space, he's space Jesus. 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 We already know this. <laughs> the emissary. It's the emissary. That's another thing. There's <laughs> also a Space Jesus who has prophecies about himself. This show's kind of insane. Do you realize that? It is. But it's still so it's good. It, the, so the thing good. is, like, it introduces insanity and then, like, leaves it alone for several episodes. This is true. And then comes back to it, like, hey, remember this? We're going to go back to this now, okay? It doesn't try to deal with everything at once all of the time. This is very true. It, it, it definitely reminds me a lot of Battlestar Galactica. I mean, if you see that uh, yeah. Ron D. Moore was in charge of both shows because they do have this sort of messy crazy weird lines where things would just change all of a sudden and all of a sudden uh-huh. be like ah the Cylons are in civil war now and you're like what? There's <laughs> like and they're like the like, fours yeah, think the fives and the fives think the sixes shoes are bad and you're like what? Like oh Jesus it's just a yeah. nightmare <laughs> it's like we didn't tell you they have infighting that happens for them too don't worry about it yeah exactly also just side note uh, get a get a little Cassidy and Cisco kiss it's cute Oh nice. my god, that I I lived, yeah. I lived, because I've been waiting for that. Where she was like, it was Aww. like, don't like, don't die on me. And it's like, I don't plan on it. It's like, 
Yeah, no, it also, again, feels like, you know, just showrunnering here. Where it's like, ah, you got a season regular, you know, guest spot gig. Great. You're going to stick around. Yeah. It's nice. You're not. We hope. Yes, this is true. My uh, my narrative death canary isn't singing yet. Oh, my God, yes. Impending <laughs> doom. Yes, uh, I guess we should explain for those who don't listen to all of our podcasts. Uh, Sarah, we've discovered, has a, a mutant superpower. Her X-Men superpower is, uh, would you like to explain, Sarah? Well, yes, I've, I've found recently that if uh, if a character is uh, going to die in a, a film or a TV show, I can usually call it. <laughs> like, sometimes it might be 10 minutes before it happens. Sometimes it might be, like, four or five episodes before it happens in the case of a particular anime that I was watching. <laughs> and... Uh, Jack has, and and I agree with Jack, who's on the Movie Gang podcast and Animania. Um, he ascribes it to the fact that, you know, lesbians are just so used to seeing, you know, lesbian characters die on TV shows that we've just grown accustomed to it happening. And we know when it's going to happen. <laughs> we've picked up on the signals of you You're are like, too happy. You're not going to make it through this episode. And sure happy. enough, they don't. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, Oh happiness my. doesn't exist stop that <laughs> god forbid someone gets happy on ds9 we might be oh no god. don't say that don't say that well, it already happened once with uh with kira and vedic so Ryle, so oh that's true uh, yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. so one can only anticipate future deaths so be wary when sarah touches you and she's like you will die <laughs> you're too happy you will die Oh god, it's like the fucking black spot or something. Right, or like that cat in like the nursing home would go to like people's oh. house, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 we're we're not at we're not at Game of Thrones, we're not at the Game of Thrones level where literally anyone can die, but you know, we're kind of close. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Sarah just said that Yara's going to die. She probably is going to die now that Sarah's pointed out. I just Yeah, you see. That. Yeah, watch. I have this cred now. <laughs> It'll happen. <laughs> No, I've called it like a season in advance. Oh, wait, I've, I've told this off air, but I just think it's funny. My my ex, she's like, all right, I will watch Game of Thrones, but I'm going to wait till it's over. And you have to tell me one character who lives the entire show. <laughs> that, that is smart. Yeah. That is yeah. She's like, not going to get really your heart smart. broken. She's like, I, I just need to know one person that can be like, I'm invested in that person. He will live, <laughs> which is like, quick spoiler for, for Game of Thrones. I hope it's Jon Snow who lives to the end because she's going to be so pissed in season five when he gets stabbed. <laughs> she's like, you liar! <laughs> like, just keep watching. <clears throat> uh, well, while we're on Game of Thrones, um, dear listeners, we've uh, Ben and I have both just started playing a, what is, at the time, a new PS4 game called Horizon Zero Dawn. And uh, Ben, yesterday I watched a YouTube video, and I'm an idiot for never realizing that Aloy is based off of Egret. Yeah, yeah. She is. Like, she's an archer with, you know, red mm-hmm. hair and the clothes mm-hmm. and the hairstyle and everything. Totally. It's like, oh, I'm dumb. <laughs> yeah, it, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> Blinded by Lexa. Blinded. Horizon takes from many things, you know? It's just a, it's it's a good grab it bag of, of things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Back to Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> this 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 is turning into movie into movie game podcast where it's like every five minutes off the rails. They don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, how about the battle scene? Uh, we get our huge battle scene where DS Nine's now packing heat. That was Before, fun. so many Klingons, though. Right? Like uh, Worf just straight up murders some Klingons. It's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. <clears throat> yeah, everyone gets their little action moment this episode. I loved it. It was really cool to see like Odo's forces killing some fools, and Dax just picks up a fucking piece of pipe and just starts wailing on people. It's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I thought the the action was great, and it was really cool that uh, I'm glad DS9 actually is armed now. Because that was always sort of a thing for mm-hmm. a while. It was like DS9 is very weak, you know, and had to solve its problems diplomatically, which means more interesting. But now they're like, we got a fucking CGI budget, motherfucker. We're going to mm-hmm. shoot at people. And it's great. I love it. I like shooting. Yep. I'm a violent person. They got the budget and they immediately <laughs> knew how to use it. They were like, they're like, well, we tested this out in a, a couple of episodes in the last season. Why don't we just have like an entire scene about this? Okay. Yeah, yeah, which is listed on uh, Memory Alpha as the first battle of DS9. Not surprisingly that it's the first. <laughs> I yep. think we can all assume that it will be more. More to come. <clears throat> I don't think that's a spoiler. No. Was there anything else to say for Way of the Warrior? Well, I'd just like to add in this doesn't have to do with Way of the Warrior directly, I guess, <laughs> but uh, to do with war. Okay, okay. Um, so it is It is more than tangentially related. Fair, 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 fair. <laughs> Um, I think it will be interesting to see um, if Worf is texted, er, texted, tested not for the first time about where his loyalties lie, whether with Starfleet or with, you know, his people. Yes. Uh, today, I happened to watch uh, the Next Generation episode, Heart of Glory, which is where um, some Klingons... I think maybe for the first time in Next Generation, come on to the Enterprise and Worf interacts with them, and it turns out they're they're kind of rebels, and they want and they don't like that you know Klingon has made this treaty with the the Federation because they you know that they they they're a warlike race and they should fight for glory and whatever, and uh, Worf has this great speech where he tells one of these guys you know the. The true test of the warriors within, and you know things like that, and I don't know. I hope Worf has more chances for such speechifying. Yeah, I think I think he will be because because he is now he, he is now in a similar position of of Odo, where 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 they where they, they in a in a in a way basically come from this group that it that 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 represents the enemy. So. I, so I so I think I think I think that will definitely happen because because much much like much like how a bunch of people were looking at Odo with suspicion where it's like your people are part of the Dominion and have an Odo has, Odo has had to say several times I'm not with them how many times do I have to tell you this I think Worf is going to get the is well unfortunately but I guess fortunately for for character moments he 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 will get the same he will get the same or at least similar treatment and poor Worf just can't not getting like discommendated or kicked out of Klingon like I know he had, he was back in I know. right hadn't he redeemed himself yeah like there was another father stuff because the Duras sisters try to take over the right. Empire yeah. and kill them all and then like they were like alright oh man they're dead too aren't they they, they died they die in, in one of the movies generations as well yeah they were also generations yep, okay. they're dead. Yeah, yeah they're dead dead <laughs> poor... bummer I loved them I would have loved for them to come on to DS they were on an episode remember they were on the Q episode were they they were yeah, yeah like yeah, like, like, or, like early on early on so yeah I, so, I, yeah. I actually forgot but about that but now too. they're they are dead they are indeed dead 
So, so yeah. Poor, poor Quark. Every time a Duras would show up, he'd be like, ah, you assholes. You again. <laughs> yeah. Like, I forgot how many times he gets screwed over by the same family of Klingons. Like, it is <laughs> real really Hatfields and McCoys with the uh, the, the Moe and the uh, and the Duras clan. Like, it's just, those people cannot get along. Nope. All right. Was there anything else to say for Way of the Warrior? I'm good. I, th- I think we're good. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that has been our episode. Next week, we'll be discussing season four, episode three and episode four, which are The Visitor and Hippocratic Oath, the latter of which I'm sure has nothing to do with Bashir. <laughs> as, <laughs> no way. <laughs> uh, as always, I want to thank my lovely co-hosts for joining me every week on this journey. Our theme song is by Captain Meatshield. You can check him out on Twitter at CPTN underscore meat shield we are a part of the tuscan shed media network you can see more of our shows at tuscanshed.com if you like this show like subscribe rate interview it any way that you can it does help us find new listeners until next time this is the crew of geek space 9 signing off bye guys thanks for listening bye.